Shit, I don't know if I'm supposed to introduce it or you guys are. Oh. This, this is a disaster already. <laughs> <laughs> I was just leaving it to you. Uh, you well, you, uh, you you chose what we watched this year, so I think it should be... Okay. Good. Welcome to the Drunken Time Travel Post-Atomic Horror Crossover Podcast. Hooray! Uh, I'm Irish Gav. We haven't even done one of them yet. No. And he's English no. Gav. And this is the other uh, two. That's Matt. <laughs> Hello, I'm Matt. <laughs> Tell them who I am. Now nah, you're fine. <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> this is Al. Oh, thank goodness. I can't speak until you introduce me. <laughs> until you say who I am, I'm not sure if I exist or not. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I kind of assumed... podcast host. <laughs> I kind of assumed that uh, you would choose something horrible for us to watch based on... Matt's choice last year for yep, the four of us. You would have been right to do it. <laughs> yeah, we would we would have that coming, but you didn't. It was delightful. Yeah, yes, we chose an Avengers episode from the nineteen sixties, but not that yep. Avengers. Show. No, I, those Avengers barely existed in comics at that point. So yeah, yeah, they'd only been around a couple of years. Yeah, uh, yeah. no show yeah. I'd never watched. Barely was 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 barely cognizant of, and it's really good. Yep. Yeah, never I've seen any myself either. It's... So, uh, Irish Gav, you're the only one who had seen this show prior to this. I don't right? think I'd ever seen this show prior to this. Really? So you, just, you just picked it completely at random. Yeah, just like, I just yeah, thought, this'll show. I just fancied watching another black and white '60s thing. I think isn't that our plan, sort of going forward, that we're going to try to do like shows roughly in the same genre as Doctor Who and and Star Trek from roughly the same era, but. That's about it. Yeah. Like, I think I that's kind of what we decided on. I suppose there's the, oh, I I suppose there's the prisoner. Leave it to Beaver. Mm-hmm. There's the prisoner. Uh, there's one that I have in mind that I don't want to say yet because it'll be a fun surprise if if you don't know what it is. Is it sliders? I can't believe there was never, never a Christmas episode of The Prisoner. Well, the show only lasted one series. Yeah, that's enough time to do Christmas. I suppose. They could paint uh, Rover so it's like a Christmas ball. <laughs> oh, there's the Saints as well. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. Mm. Bit of Roger Moore. I am entirely uh, unaware of that. Another uh, '60s show that I'm only aware about because of the '90s TV or the '90s movie. <laughs> <laughs> with, with Val Kilmer of all people. That's the one. Yep. Mm. I've seen that. I remember one line from it. What? It's hello. I'm Bruno Hausenfrau. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good line. <laughs> Hang on. Let's go back. You you've seen it. English Gav. Yes, the remake. The movie, yeah. And you remember it. Yeah, yes. If there's one thing to bring forward, it's that Gav's seen the movie of The Saints and also the movie of The Avengers, but not the TV series either. <laughs> I, so we obviously can't cover that, then, if it's something he's seen and remembers. We yeah, clearly can't do ridiculous. that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That just wouldn't fit well, at all. No, this was delightful. I really enjoyed this. I had a great time watching this. I, I loved it so I've much. Watched it. I've watched two more since. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to need to find out a way to get a hold of more of these because they are great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Really speaks to that like that weird '60s pulp thing that I like so much. Yeah, well, it's it, there's very like Batman '66. Like oh, yeah. it predates that, but I feel like they must have been borrowing from it for that show. No, as soon as they get into the big fight scene at the end, it's, I just wait for the dun 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 Yeah. Again. Spoilers. Oh yeah, sorry. Have you not seen that? <laughs> Synopsis. Have you seen, have you seen the remake of that? Yeah, it's called Batman Begins. <laughs> Batman 66, 2004. Actually, it would be Batman and Robin. That would be the definite remake of Batman 66 for the 90s. That is true. 
Yeah, but not good. So how anyway. how are we doing this? Do you guys uh, do you guys have beer to discuss first, or shall we do that later? Well, we should yes, we have beer probably. Yes, we have got some. Uh, uh, have Have you all got any drinks? Uh, have you got tea? to speak of? <laughs> I can actually. It's a little early for me to be drinking by about an hour. I guess it's ten a.m. <laughs> It's five o'clock somewhere. In fact, it's actually five o'clock where you are, is it not? <laughs> it's six o'clock. Yay. Damn it. <laughs> that almost worked. But I actually do have one I can talk about, so. Yeah. Ah, very well. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, well you, you guys go first. We've yeah, got Krubby's alcoholic ginger beer. That's Krubby's. Mm. Krabby's? <laughs> That's what I thought you said. I just wanted to make sure. I am literally begging you to tell me there's a picture of a crab on the bottle. I don't care if no, it's or not. I just want but it. But there is a picture of an elephant. Yeah. Uh, of course there yes. is. No, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because crab is Greek for elephant. Uh, yeah. And it's also etched onto the bottle. It's etched or, it's or embossed. Uh, and our hearts. Classy. Yeah. <laughs> and my, I've I, got one uh, Scottish raspberry flavoured. Yeah, I've just got the original ginger one. Also the beer. I... I I would say that's offensive, Gav, but uh, you're you're one of us, so like that's our yeah, work. That's, taking it that's, back. That's a good a good thing is I can I can use that offensively. Yeah, we're allowed to use that word. You you can't. <laughs> Let the record show he's specifically looking at me and saying, <laughs> "Yes, I am." You can't. Let the record show he made the drinky drinky song. <laughs> <laughs> I, for my part, have had some uh, health things in recent. Uh, days and my beverage choices are severely limited, so I'm having a diet Mountain Dew, which is not at all interesting. Or <laughs> although, just, although just like you're regular, drinking crab juice, like regular Mountain you're drinking. No, 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 you're drinking crab juice, and I'm drinking Mountain Dew, so there is a connection. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. God, why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah, you don't get that right. You don't know references. <laughs> oh, it's been too long. Ah. That's why we're doing this more often now. Yeah, we are. Yep, we're doing one every that's... week now. Yep, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> but mainly just to stop you doing Voyager. <laughs> oh, that's also fine. <laughs> we're, we're, doing a new pod- we're doing a new podcast, just the four of us. We're going to call it The Drunken Horror. <laughs> <laughs> you said The Drunken Whore. <laughs> I did. Yeah, that's, that's also fine. <laughs> Guess what we review every week? Not Voyager. <laughs> I, that's the part that I held on to. Like, the rest of that just kind of went out of my head. The thing is, we review everything but not Voyager. Yeah. That is absolutely fine with me. So, shall we roll into our synopsis? We've covered the first half. Yes. yes. Uh, Very well. Take it away, I guess. Uh, we will take it away. <laughs> Good. Bring it back. All right. Uh, we'll bring it back at the half, and then you guys can take it from there. It. Okay, uh, we open with an incredibly smug chap wandering through styrofoam peanuts amid a forest of paper cutouts of Christmas trees. He sees a pile of gifts and then meets a melty version of Brian Blessed. I think Brian Blessed is called Father Christmas in England. Well spotted, a melty Father Christmas, who, on account of the meltiness, looks a bit like a monster. In fact, I'm fairly certain this was a Doctor Who monster on at least one occasion. From Christmas of Death, Holidays of Death, Yuletide, Death Carol, and Christmas with the Daleks. Of death. <laughs> then the smug chap, whose name I thought was Steve, but is actually Steed, apparently, wakes up. It was all a dream. So after some very British staggering around, Mrs. Peel arrives to make coffee, playfully banter, and read Steed's sexy Christmas cards to him. Steed could easily read them himself, but he gets off on her doing it. <laughs> I thought those two were partners, but maybe she's maybe she's his secretary? That would account for all the sexual harassment anyway. <laughs> 
After telling Mrs. Peel about his cheap dream, she, su she suggests he tag along with her to her weird Dickensian Christmas party at the mansion from Clue, which is definitely a thing spies do. Uh, two quick things. One, it's probably the mansion from Cluedo. And two, when Matt says Dickensian Christmas party, he means it in every sense of the word. Not only are the guests assigned Dickens characters for mandatory cosplay, but busts of Dickens stare at them from the hallways, and we spend approximately 75% of the episode in those hallways, staring from every possible direction. Even in this giant mansion, there will be no room to fit all the secret doors the red buttons under those plaster busts presumably open. Also, we see a plaster statue of an ass. Excuse me, I suppose bum would be the more accurate term here. In the foreground, in quite a lot of shots, for some reason. Also, there is hypnosis or magic or something, but I didn't understand that part, so Matt can tell you about that. <laughs> so, a uh, sinister cabal of British dandies are attempting to use their psychic powers to steal state secrets from Steed. Man, that is some Stanley level alliteration. That's what they were doing? I thought they were just trying to fuck with him. That too. <laughs> then Steed has another dream, this time about slow-moving guillotines, French women with severe cleavage, menacing Santa Claus, and Space Ghost. Or, as he's known in England, Gentleman Ghost. <laughs> Upon waking, we take a brief respite from the statue's bum to gaze at a dead pig. This seems like a great place to say over to you, Gavs. Uh, I just want to mention that Christmas with the Daleks would be a great episode. Uh, is Christmas with the Daleks a song? It seems like it is. It, sh it should be a musical. <laughs> so Steed's fancy dress outfit is delivered with Dickens theme like everything else in the bloody house and Doctor Who for that matter <laughs> Emma is Oliver Twist while Steed is Sidney Carton who is from Tale of the Cities which is from Star Trek 2 which is from Into Darkness this too he had seen in his dreams the costume not Into Darkness they go to the party where Dr. Teasel suggests to Peel that Steed is on the verge of a mental breakdown the infamous Janice arrives at the party and Martin and Jeremy prepare for the next stage Janice performs an ESP trick at the party for people's amusement, or also known as getting aggressive at the guests. She's blindfolded while she suggests she guesses what objects are that Steve holds. Not that object, you pervs. She is completely <laughs> accurate, so she's trying to keep her powers a secret. It's not working. While she's trying to get Steve to concentrate on a card, Peel can see he's under pressure, so she drops a class which stops the game. She then questions Jeremy, who admits they're carrying out a psychic experiment, which he'll definitely explain later. Why wouldn't he? But Janice notices later when Peel goes to meet Jeremy, he's dead and covered in cobwebs. That spider must have hated him. She meets up with Steed, who it seems is speaking gibberish. He thinks he's in a Bond movie as he gives Emma a pen that also shoots tear gas. As he continues speaking gibberish and playing with Christmas stockings, Janice fails to get a lock on his mind, so Martin decides to give him sleeping pills to move the plan on. Emma, Peel, uh, sorry, Emma pays Teasel a visit as she suspects that someone's been making these dreams happen and takes him to Jeremy's dead body. Unfortunately, the cleaners have already started their shift and the body's been removed. They didn't do such a good job with the cobwebs, though. I think they need new cleaners. All is not lost for Emma, though, as she spies Martin get ready to drug Steed. But wait, Teasel has turned a gun on her, telling her not to interfere. Steed is drugged, and Janice can now concentrate on him. Finally, we get some action, as Emma takes Teasel by surprise and knocks him out with a spinning backflip <laughs> over the chair. Okay, not that exciting, but still. Rushing back to Steed, she discovers that he was faking all along and didn't take the drugs. He suspected something early on and came up with a plan with Teasel, who's now... Oops. <laughs> Recalling when he dreamt about a naked Janice with a splinter, and remembers there's a statue of a naked Janice with a splinter <laughs> downstairs, which amazingly opens a secret door. 
Rushing on to confront the, oh wait, there's some funny mirrors, let's stop and laugh at our funny reflections for a while, and let Martin sneak up on us. Emma proceeds to beat him up, but then scary Santa arrives with a loaded present. <laughs> Steed saves Emma from being shot and kills Santa. Emma starts crying, but not because Santa's dead, it's the tear gas pen. <laughs> ah, comedy. Janice surrenders herself and says she'll never do it again. Steed then rips off her mask, revealing her to be Kathy Gale, and it was all a fun <laughs> Christmas prank. Either that or they'd just ride home after killing Santa. <laughs> ride home in a horse and carriage, even though we saw them drive there in a car. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I want this car anymore. It sickens me. Just leave it. <laughs> it's tainted with the memories of not enough tea. <laughs> Also, also, it's tainted with tea. <laughs> Very hard for us to avoid the just constant... Well, uh, I reckon what he's going to do is when he gets back home, he's going to ring police saying, somebody's nicked his car, and <laughs> the killing Santa was nothing to do with us. We don't... <laughs> he's just going to let them discover a house full of corpses. Yeah. Covered in cobwebs. Also, did they leave on Christmas Day? Yes. That's... Oh. I guess so. I, I wasn't really clear on the timeline because, as Matt pointed out, this party seems to last, I don't know, a month? A yeah. <laughs> a well, I mean, long. Steed goes to bed like 15 times. <laughs> he really does. And his going to bed preparations are taking off one shoe and then just... Uh, taking off one shoe, delightedly throwing it in the air. <laughs> yeah, very jauntily. And then singing. <laughs> yep. And, yeah. Steed is one of those guys who just assumes everyone is always paying attention to him, even when he's in, alone in a room. The, the thing about him is he's got a constant look on his face like he's delighted with himself and he's so smug, but he's likable. Like, that doesn't make me hate him like most characters do. Yeah. He's just delightful. He's just so sure of himself, or at least seems sure of himself. And hey, it's I'm just, a bit of a pip, aren't I? <laughs> he's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, he was, yeah. Uh, um... What's your good thing, Al? Oh, um, yeah, what is it? <laughs> yeah. Speak, no boy. We're putting you on the spot. Yes, uh, I need to find where I put it. Oh, it's also uh, right here. Yes. Um, so, Emma Peel, this is actually sort of also ties into yours, uh, Irish Gav, so yes. if you want to, oh, well, uh, after I'm okay. done, pick it up with yours. He, he does not. <laughs> uh, very well. <laughs> Do not. Let us end this now. Uh, this is why we need to do these more frequently, because we're always like, wait, who talks now? What, which part is this? Oh, great. If no one talks, then Al's just going to talk. We need a structure. I just, I just assume it's you. Yeah. <laughs> of course you do, because I'm just going to talk. No, uh, Emma Peel, uh, Amanda pointed this out to me. Uh, Amanda is basically teaching me how to be a better feminist sympathizer, mm. and um, which is good because I probably shouldn't take lessons from men on this. Um, uh, no, it's, she pointed out to me not too long ago, there is a type of character who is sort of the fun killer, who's sort of like the woman who rolls her eyes when the yeah. guys are all stupid, and it's it's... It can be a funny and interesting character, but too often it's just like, but the woman herself is not allowed to have any fun. She's yeah. just sort of the mom, and she's sort of like, stop it. You you boys, stop the nonsense. There's a lot of early episodes of Futurama that had Leela doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, and Jurassic World every sitcom, every sitcom mother is like yeah. that. It's it's frustrating. And I, at first I thought Emma Peel was that. She was the all business, like, she kicks ass, but then she's got to get him back under control but she's not she nope, has fun with him just delightful like, there's there's parts where they're singing together they're they're giggling at the mirrors they're like she's she's just as having as much fun with this as he is and yeah. i love it and just to, no the 
But, <laughs> the chemistry between the two of them is great as well. Oh, it oh, really it's is. It's the best thing about I didn't make it my good thing, but it's definitely the best thing about this show is just that those two play off of each other perfectly. And, and like I say, he could be insufferable for his smugness and he's not. Yeah. She could be the sort of like stern fun killer and she's not. They're just they're both clearly enjoying themselves and enjoying each other's company and there's a bit of sexual tension but it's not to the point where it's like oh this is annoying it's just perfect it's the right level it's, yes right oh it's not that it's annoying and it's not that hey we'll, we'll you know we'll, we'll fix it we'll have it that, that they do actually have sex and then ruin it all it's just right. played right down the middle and and we're in we're in series four at this point, so the show's been going on for quite some time mm. and yes. they still haven't so that's good usually like that's a sign later in a series like uh let's just finally hook them up yeah we'll hook them up and then we'll get a kid in there too like right yeah this might be her first I'm... series though oh oh was th- that's right you had mentioned there was a previous uh he had a previous sidekick prior to her seriously uh yeah it was what was her name i don't know uh, it was on her block cassie gale, gale, cassie gale. gale. yeah because there was a bit wow. where he, he got a christmas card from her that she was in fort knox which because on her blackman who played her went to be in golden Goldeneye, Goldfinger, oh. which was in yeah, Fortnite. <laughs> that's a that's a nice little reference. Yeah. Very cool. Well, clearly, no one remembers her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I've, like, look at Emma Peel. Yeah. Are you looking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> you have to tell him to look at her. No, <laughs> and I don't mean that as an as an ogle. I mean, I'm ogling a bit. Let's be clear. But it's not just that she's sexy. It's she's just. I mean, this basically. I'm I'm starting to step on your your good thing here, Gavin. I don't mm. want to do that, but it's she's just great. Yeah, her, yeah. Basically, that's my good thing is her character is light years ahead of anything else at this time. With uh, nine years later, Doctor Who still doesn't know how to write women, um, but seriously, she's as clever and lives well more than nine years. She's as clever and as ruthless as Steed, and this is fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh wow, it is. Nineteen sixty-five was yeah. fifty years ago. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and then when you think they've fucked it up with her crying at the end, it's because of this yeah. tear gas pen that's broken. No, it's literally like they made the episode for us and just go, oh, well, this will piss them off. Ha <laughs> it was a trick. Yeah. I can't believe they put that tear gas pen in for that, but it makes sense now. Right. No, I, we all just assumed, okay, this is the typical James Bond thing. We're yep. going to show you the, the gadget now and then she'll need the gadget later but nope. that's not and just shoots her in the face <laughs> yeah and what possible use could you have for the tear gas you make Jeremy cry at a Christmas oh, party you know actually it probably wouldn't be that hard you can make some really strong tea <laughs> you spike that punch ball yeah it, was, was it tea gas or that punch ball tea gas <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just a typo they added an extra R in there but it's actually tea gas <laughs> it, it was very hard for us not to just latch on to the British like I I know we do that a lot, and because you guys live in the UK, it feels a little offensive, but he is so British. <laughs> With his bowler hat and his constant cup of tea, he is just so fucking stereotypically British. He is the king British person. And he's delightful. Well, the oh, yeah. But he's all of our, like, uh, ideas, our, our American and Canadian ideas of what a British person is, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that he keeps the sugar in the wild time... Uh, jar. I've done that specifically so that I can make hilarious jokes. <laughs> that was a really clever pun. He's like, we had a wild time. No, it's in the jar marked wild time. <laughs> but where does he keep the time? There's got to be a joke in, here. In the sad, boring pot. 
Yes. In the, in the Charles Dickens bust. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> so many. I, I feel like... I feel like the uh, or like uh, '60s uh, British TV shows were often, and I put Doctor Who in this category as well. Were sort of like Iron Chef. Okay, we, somehow we ended up with a dozen busts of Charles Dickens. Make an episode out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and Doctor Who felt the same way. They would have random props and costumes, and they would just build an episode. We have there. 74 busts of Charles Dickens, cardboard cutout Christmas trees, and this melty mask. <laughs> Yeah. And they made a pretty great episode. <laughs> it was supposed it. to be a regular Santa mask, but they left it in the microwave. That's <laughs> why that went in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, the microwave. <laughs> they invented the microwave and left it in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that what was spotted in uh, Doctor Who. We've got a three week uh, rental on this helicopter, which used it all the time for three weeks. There's <laughs> more than three I'm sure we saw a John Bertrand oh. with a fucking helicopter. <laughs> yeah. We've got a helicopter in this quarry. We are going to use it. Yep. Goes from yeah, it, <laughs> they just kept using it up to now. There's all the color special effects, and then suddenly a black and white helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and you see, like, um, you see Tom Baker walking into it, even though you're in like Chris Eccleston years. No, it's it, it's <laughs> the doctor. Trust us. It's, I'm face. just going to regenerate backwards. Yeah, yeah. He's probably got the same coat. Maybe uh. no. The scarf is a dead giveaway. <laughs> No, she. Getting back to your your point, though, Gav, she is just amazing mm-hmm. and way ahead of her time. Yeah, way ahead. That the the scene where she kicks the shit out of like two guys after Steel's been or Steel Steed's been bonked on the head mm. is just great. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was worried she would turn into the fun killer because she's the one who's like, "Well, you're useless. I guess I'll do all the work." Nope. And the next sort of beat in that kind of thing is, now you put your drink down and let's go solve a mystery. A lot, a lot of the reason why it's you know, good... I think it was back whenever Kathy Gale first took, took, uh, took over. Um, it was basically Steed was the second fiddle and there was another guy, another doctor who was the main person in the Avengers at the start. He yeah. left and then they got... Uh, this Kathy Gale character in, but I think they just they used a lot of the dialogue that were for the man originally, so they didn't actually change the dialogue. So oh, that's she cool. was as prominent, you know, as the two of them were quite prominent in the script. So the Avengers that we like, we think of, like this formula, sort of evolved. Like what we're seeing is when they finally figured out who the best characters yeah, were. Yeah, it started. It started off. It was uh, this other Doctor and uh, Steed. And a secretary mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm. Right. And it took them a few years to get to this point. Because we, when we all think of the Avengers, we think of these two. Yeah. yeah. So, But it took a while for that to get into place. I didn't mm-hmm. realize yeah, that. But yeah. a lot of those first series are, funnily enough, missing. Huh. Running Someone scene. Stole them. <laughs> that's, okay. That? that's okay. We can just watch the animated versions, right? <laughs> <laughs> the reconstruction. Yeah, yeah. Did There's some poor podcast out there. I don't know. I've never. I, I know Big Finish Productions who do the Doctor Who audios. They've done some basically remakes of the old Avengers that, that are missing. Yeah, I mean, if the script still exists, that seems like a yeah. like an obvious way to make money and also show people, you know. A bit of history. That More makes importantly, sense. make money. Well, yeah. So I'm assuming that there's no unlike like Doctor Who. There's an audio of everything. I don't think there's any audio right. of that. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It is interesting. Interesting, is interesting. but not funny. <laughs> <laughs> not as such, no. Speaking of which, Matt, why don't you tell us your good thing? I, I didn't mean to be that mean. It was just a great segue. I love all of the dream sequences in this episode. They're all, like, weird, minimalist, like... They do, like, dream logic in a way that, like, it, 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 it's got that dream weirdness that most TV show dreams don't have. It's like I was walking through a forest, but the forest was made out of cardboard tree cookies, <laughs> and Santa was there, and he was laughing at me for some reason, and then I, uh, I looked in a box, and then I was in the box. <laughs> no, it was, it was I, great. I, I loved it. It was very prisonery, and anything prisonery is fine by me. Yeah. It, it felt like they didn't have a lot of resources, but they really put what they had to yeah. good use. Yeah, one thing I thought of when yeah. watching the dream sequence, no, I did think it was great, just the way it looked at, like... Uh, mm-hmm. someone's feet and then the next second it, it just the feet became uh, stockings Christmas yeah, stockings right there was a few things like that and then at the start he was wearing a hat but in the next shot it, the hat was gone because that's the kind of thing that dream-like. happens in dreams but, but, but I have a hat <laughs> it, feels, it feels like they just had extraordinary art direction even if they didn't have a huge budget yeah. they put it like they they used what they had because they had such a strong sense of what the show's supposed to look like mm-hmm. that they, they put it all to really good use I think and I mean let me just throw this out right now uh, Melty Santa fucking rocks that is a great design it shouldn't be but well, it's, like, again, it, it's, it doc- looks legitimately unsettled it's really like old creepy. Doctor Who at its yeah. best yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard you guys talk about this a lot, the old 60s stuff that's a little cheesy, but if it's shot right and if they do it just right, it really works. Mm. And Like, it, it felt very old Doctor Who to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it seemed very like a Celestial Toymaker to me. Yeah. Yeah, let's take a like a shitty rubber mask mm. and, a, and an unrelated costume and put them together in a way that makes it good. Yeah, or take, yeah, take something that from pop culture and sort of change it a bit. Right, yeah. that pop culture. That's like when you get things from movies and things. Yeah. <laughs> what a movies! <laughs> oh, we may be here a while. Uh, you, you might know them better by as the talkies. <laughs> <laughs> well, since since the spotlight is now on English, guy, why don't why don't you uh, why don't you have a go at this good thing thing? <laughs> the good thing thing. Yeah. What's it? Well, not knowing what this show was about or literally anything. Was that your good thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I did think the uh, the reveal, the twist reveal at the end that he was basically in control of the situation the whole time. And yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Was just playing it. And it was re- such a weird plan. Yeah, re-watching it all again, you can see sort of where he's setting it up and working mm-hmm. with Teasel as well. But, Doctor Teasel. There's a there's a lot of stuff going on in here that does not feel like a 1965 show. Just like a little more sophisticated. Like mm-hmm. you don't typically expect a show to do something that will reward you for a second watch, for instance. No. Like from from 1965. Yeah. Especially since repeats still weren't really a thing. I, they were kind of, but I don't think to the extent that they are yeah. now. You couldn't just watch things whenever you wanted. Yeah. I mean, you certainly couldn't go out and like buy it or anything. I, I mean, right. Doctor Who stories you would watch it and then never see it again or maybe mm. once about 20 years later. Right. But speaking of 60s but, yeah. TV shows, uh, what's your bad thing, Al? 
good question. Oh, the pacing. It felt it it I felt like I was watching some old Doctor Who actually, like in parts. <laughs> not not all of it. I mean, this was only an hour to begin with, mm. but there were bits where they were in that corridor that just felt like, oh my god, just get to the room you're going to already. Now, now which corridor was this? Was this the one with the uh, the Dickens busts or the one with the Dickens busts? <laughs> you said Darwin accidentally once, and now I keep wanting to say Darwin. I do the same thing. I'm like, okay, active, it's not Darwin. It's it's an Englishman, Charles D., who was in the 1800s and is very well regarded and has a beard, yes. Um, but it just... Like, there wasn't a lot of this, but there was enough of it that it kind of annoyed me because I was genuinely enjoying all the stuff between the characters. And then there were parts where they were just walking between rooms and it's like, just go where you're going already. And the 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 pacing didn't bother me that much. The only thing that really slowed the episode down for me was the guillotine that took forever. To <laughs> yeah, and it would not kill anything. No. I'm just imagining these two sitting there saying, oh, you didn't like the pacing. There was a single episode where a bunch of things happened. <laughs> and you didn't like the pacing. Poor you. Do you oh. want to try watching 12 fucking episodes of a reconstruction? No, I don't. Where there's maybe three episodes of story. Yeah. Yeah. Incidentally, the Dalek Master Plan was on at the same time as this Avengers episode. But you're, not a, you're out of the reconstruction yeah. now, right? Okay, good. Out of the reconstruction biz. You, and you're in color now, right? You're in color. Mm. I'm very soon to be, to be Tom Baker. Well, not personally. Nah. <laughs> I mean, you could be. You could. You could regenerate as Tom. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. He's person. not a Time Lord, right? No, no. I mean, if of all of them, he's probably the most likely. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, in, in, like I, I kind of struggled to find a bad thing. Like there were a few things here and there that I was able to forgive because of the 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 era. Yeah. But the the pacing it wasn't actually that bad. It was just I had to pick something. Mm. So. It was just it was just really fun. It was it was like, a lot of fun. This is a show I'm going to go watch more of. Yeah, and to actually bring it back to what English Gov said a minute ago, like having never seen this show before, I was very easily like it took no time for me to. We're we're at series four, and as Gav said, they changed the premise a few times and switch characters, and like there's there's a lot of history here, but we all completely knew who everyone was within I would say five minutes, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. 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 You knew the. Uh Smug English guy was, and, and it's the person who does all his shopping. Yeah, and, and you could tell and they open. just enjoyed being those characters as well. And yeah, yeah. And they, enjoyed they were just fun to watch, and and they enjoy each other's company. Right. I imagine Diana Riggs must have had the most fun ever playing that character. Yeah, I like mean, especially in the '60s when you don't get to, as a woman, you don't get to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, at best, the only examples I can think of are like Catwoman, which would have been a couple of years later on Batman, and even then, you're the villain, and you're going to get caught at the yeah. end. Yeah, of like, the 60s, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, at the time, she was like miles ahead of everyone, as, as Gav said, just light years ahead of everyone else, yeah. and <laughs> probably just, yay, I get to be the hero, this I is great! I get to kick a guy in the face, it was amazing! <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> quite good, quite good. That I get to ride a horse-drawn carriage, because why not? Yeah. No, and, and like I said before, they did the sexual tension thing well, where it's like there's clearly some affection, but it's not it's not annoying. Steed, get in bed with me. <laughs> hmm? <laughs> no, I mean, sit in the bed with me. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, and then a bit of the end with the mistletoe, and 
but it cuts away and you can sort of see them leaning into each other but from a distance but yep. it doesn't get the you know doesn't mm-hmm. go full way right. incidentally mistletoe yes. can be deadly if you eat it uh, <laughs> uh, but a kiss can be deadly de- if, if you, you eat it. <laughs> damn it not I've seen that good. movie in 20 years and I can still not a good line no it's really not a good tis line tis the season to watch it again though. yeah I watched it I suppose it is. sorry I just have to get back my returns in there <laughs> you're, you're always. I mean, I, I was going to say, don't don't pretend you're referencing that because it's near Christmas. Yeah, you're, you're going to reference that. Anyway. Well, I thought it's Christmas. I have to reference. It. Oh, of course. Hi, I'm Frank's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Kev, do you have any idea what he's talking about? None at all. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Kev's going to go off and uh, have a fight in the scrapyard in a second with himself. No, that's that's the other oh, yeah, one. Sorry. Are we going to talk about Superman 3 yeah. now? I just have to get that in well. We can carry on now. Somebody, somebody some, just a real quick tangent on that. Somebody mentioned that um, the, the sort of like dark tone to uh, Man of Steel is basically if you gave evil Superman from Superman 3 his own movie. <laughs> yeah, because the costume's exactly the same color. Yeah, it's got the same color. He's got sort of the same sort of like rough sort of unshaven look to him and just... Yeah. yeah, but he doesn't flick peanuts in Man of Steel, which was sorely lacking. That might be a deleted scene. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, and he should have flirted with Pamela Stevenson in, uh, in Man of Steel. <laughs> Is she even alive at this point? Yeah. Oh, all right, then. I just think Man of Steel should have had more people getting turned into robots. Uh. Well... <laughs> that is that is uh, nightmare fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Zack Snyder would have loved it. Well, probably. He could have yes. done it in like slow motion from like 18 angles. <laughs> what? Is he making the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some really stylish like angles and things though. If yeah. we're talking, if we're coming back to this, or if you're talking about the other Avengers, no, 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 no we're I'm just going to rip on Avengers too. <laughs> oh, okay, very well. <laughs> no, I like, like it. Kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the art direction and stuff, but mm-hmm. also the cinematography. Like Matt pointed out, there's always something in the foreground, and it's always kind of an interesting. Yeah, way they weird, compose the shots. It's this weird thing where it it feels like the scenes are set up so that you act around something in the f- like a prop in the foreground. Like, Typically, that statue with the axe. Yeah, yeah the axe statue. <laughs> a statue or or some kind of giant vase or vase that, that he Yum. decided to check through any dust on. Or spit roast. Or spit roast. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the big dead pig, of course. The, the vase in that scene seemed so important that I expected it to be in on the villainous plot. Yeah, you've got three guys <laughs> gathered around it, all discussing the plot, and I just kept expecting the vase to go, and then they will all be dead. <laughs> you hear a voice from inside, and it. then so you're killing them, right? And then they will all be dead. It is as I ordered. Me, Mr. Vaughn. <laughs> no, I just picture there being a tiny person in there yelling out. I want his name to be Mr. Vasely. He did, he did use the vase, didn't he? He sort of cleaned it a little bit. Well, he cleaned yeah, it. He ran his finger over a bit of it. Well, that's me. You that's me, John, cleaning. <laughs> well, as uh, you there, check my hole. Make sure I'm not dusty. Check my hole. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't the other statue that was saying that? <laughs> no, I had poked him in the vase hole. <laughs> well, it is the 60s. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Somebody else do a bad thing. Uh, my bad thing. Yes. Hello. Yes. Which one am I? Okay. 
Uh, yeah, there were just lots of, well, it's not really a bad, yeah, but there were lots of people talking to each other without looking at each other, looking <laughs> off into the distance. Actually, that scene we just mentioned with the with the evil plot, that's where it mainly happened. Yeah, but just, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's a TV thing, really, but I've really noticed it in this, where they just sort of look out windows or look longingly into the distance without actually making it, eye contact. No, it's like they're all desperately trying to carry on a scene without ever looking at each other. It's, oh, while you're talking, I'll just walk over here and look at the, and pour myself a drink. <laughs> I'm too cool to look at you. <laughs> Do you think it's because Important. they don't want to look... Well, I don't know, but a lot, of, a lot of TV is like it. But do you think it's because they don't want to look at each other and then start laughing? That's possible. Yeah, that's certainly... Especially I'd rather read in the script from the walls, which they take out in <laughs> editing line. That's more likely. There's one Bond movie where Desmond Lillian, who plays Q, you can, you, just sort of, you can definitely see him looking off reading his lines. <laughs> now, see here, Double What does that say? Oh, seven. seven. Excuse me. Well, excuse what? me all to hell. <laughs> And there's there's almost always in those kinds of scenes there's there's the vase but there's usually liquor usually oh, they're shit. pouring themselves a drink or you know serving a drink from a punch bowl or mm-hmm. something like that and that just makes me wonder if all that liquor is not prop but real oh, yeah. and so they're very drunk and so they have to read their lines because they've forgotten them because they're drunk <laughs> so then they drink more it's a vicious yep. cycle. I mean, it's a circle of addiction. This is really your intervention. <laughs> and that Jeremy guy who died, he just died of liver failure. Yes, yeah. exactly. So they killed off his character. There was a tremendous amount, and I'm not, this is not actually judgy at all, but there was a lot of drinking at that oh, party. Yeah. No, I, my favorite scene. A lot of drinking out of they... tiny little shot glasses. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the tiny... Oh, yes, I'll have just a thimbleful, but thank you. But I'll have 24 That way I can drink it on my way to the other punchbowl <laughs> full of liquor. Yeah, this will this will keep my whistle wet while I walk over to the other drink. <laughs> but they started drinking as soon as they arrived. As soon as they came downstairs, yep. that story mm-hmm. guy, who was a publisher, get it? He gave them, yes. gave them some drinks, and I don't think they stopped. Welcome to Scary Manor. Here's drink, and this this guy will show you to his your room <laughs> where there are drinks. And I feel like, but that's I, why I feel he didn't like that... uh, drive on the way home. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Except the horses were were toasted, so that's probably not. <laughs> right. I, the horse was supposed to be the designated driver. <laughs> the horse didn't know that and just drank itself stupid. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> Just vomiting uh, cotton candy. <laughs> Why did we bring a cotton candy machine to this Dickens party? <laughs> what? No, I... Uh, All I was going to say is there better be a, a Christmas bulljack this year. Oh, I hope so. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, no, I think that the, the production reason for all the drinking is just to give the actors something to do. Mm. Because there is a lot of just two people talking and they probably want to make it visually interesting. Yes. So um, they, they need props to handle. Yeah, so it's also probably why that guy was just sucking on that cigar. Yeah. They want to make it visually interesting. So what would you like to do as actors? Um, drink. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that sounds good to me. I'd also like to drink. Odd, they're all set. <laughs> Get all the punch bowls we have. We have six. That's fine. Let's let's repurpose some space helmets from Doctor Who. We have six punch balls. Can you make an episode out of that? Yes, we can. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> okay, really drunk and improvised. Yep. 
Uh, Matt, what was your bad thing? Yeah, so we watched The Avengers, the sh- the show best known for the guy in the top hat and the chick in the cat suit. Yeah. This episode has no cat suits in it at all. <laughs> the, the credits did. Yeah, I guess that's true. You guys sold me a bill of goods. <laughs> the, the credits just reminded you that you weren't mistaken. Yes. This is the cat suit show. <laughs> yep. That does exist. I, I didn't misremember that. I mean, look, I'm not going to say that the uh, Oliver Twist costume wasn't great. It was. That was... I, it's probably just her, and it's probably untoward of me to say, but I bet she looks sexy in most things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because... Look at her. Uh-huh. <laughs> I never thought an Oliver Twist costume would be especially fetching, and yet... Uh-huh. Here we are. Mm-hmm. She, she does quote Oliver Twist at one point, and then uh, Steve's like, oh, good to see you getting into the Christmas spirit. Since when is quoting Oliver Twist in the Christmas spirit? Yeah, aren't, I think you're thinking of the wrong Dickens. <laughs> is Dickens, because of his association with the Christmas Carol, just now by default the Christmas guy? Probably, because that Christmas, that, that Dickens episode of Doctor Who, that was, well, was it the Christmas? Christmas it was yeah, Christmas-y. It was. was it a Christmas special? No. but it was no. winter. Ah, yep. well, very well then. P- poor Dickens is just... I want to write something about summer for God's sake. <laughs> oh, I want to see his sketch. He's just getting angry about not being able to do summer. Written a book about Mrs. Pickypecker, <laughs> a trip to the sea. <laughs> I want to read Dickensian name, I believe. Mrs. Pickypecker, that's about right. <laughs> so, so, that's Dickens. Your, your latest novel is great, but could you set it in winter? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Can I can I blow the lid off of the the treatment of the poor? Eh, we don't really care. We just want it to be Christmas. <laughs> Whatever you want, it's fine. How many ghosts can you put into it? Oh man, three is about. No, I just want to read Dickensian Ghostbusters. Oh, didn't they do an episode of the animated Ghostbusters where they busted the ghost of Christmas Past yes, or something like that? If it wasn't the cartoon, it was a, one of the comics. Ah, very well. That just that seems obvious, mm-hmm. like in a good way. Like someone needs to do that. There's like Scrooge's descendants had been cursed by three ghosts for the past like three generations. That's great. That's fantastic. The the, um, the bit where she's doing the ESP, trying to guess what objects are, mm. uh, and they get and they get a pack of cards. He says that uh, story guys gives gives Steve a pack of cards and says yeah, that ought to fix her. A pack of cards. I mean, she just guessed, she just guessed a fucking number in a book, and he's yeah, <laughs> she's got one in fifty-two chance. Uh-huh. There's no way she'll see, she'll she'll do this. <laughs> Admittedly, one of them was the Santa of Diamonds, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want that card, right? I the best thing about that card is that there's a there's a really well done drawing of Melty Face Santa, mm-hmm. and then he's just got this horribly drawn hand <laughs> yeah. sticking up next to him. Some people just can't draw hands. No. <laughs> And uh, did did hand? Yeah, that'll that'll spook him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to, to you know, confound her, here, this will fix her. I've got a hand-drawn collider. She'll never guess this. <laughs> it doesn't even exist yet. It's for, no, it's uh, it's from the, the it's from the Dickens novel. <laughs> of course. Jimmy and the hand-drawn Mrs. collider. <laughs> Mrs. Pickypecker and the hand-drawn collider. <laughs> By the, sea. by the sea. She was going to marry the Hadron Collider, but then it died on the first on the wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about the horrible conditions of, of the orphans that have to work to keep the Hadron Collider working. 
Some sort of horrible, like, Adam sweatshop. I heard that as Adam's sweatshop. I'm like, what, the Adam's family? Yes, the Adam's family sweatshop. The 60s show we'll be watching next year? Yeah, yes. probably. Well, the Adam family didn't want you to see. Right. <laughs> uh, English, have you haven't done your bad thing? Uh, yes, uh... I don't know what the rest of the episodes or the series is like, but I get the impression it's it's not really a sci-fi show or anything like that, and it's pretty much grounded in reality. Not really. I it's mean, more as much reality as this show seems it, to have. a lot. Of, this series seems to be more fantasy. I think it started think off in more reality based, but then it went more fantasy as it went on because it's. it's, mm. it's I better. figured it was that sort of. I figured it was that sort of James Bond sort of pseudo sci-fi where the villains were usually doing something not really plausible in real life, but kind of mm. to turn all the world leaders into dust. Yeah, that sort of thing. Mm. Is that is that not like that's a guess? Is that not accurate? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Let's say yes. <laughs> okay. No, Irish yeah, guy, I thought I, you had done a bit of like, feel. I have seen two others, but I've completely forgotten what they're about. Oh, no, I thought you had done your... your, your re- I thought you had done the research, because none of us have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't get the feel that that's... Watching this, that, that was what the show was like. Um, the whole ESP thing just felt a little out of place with... Mm. I think the show is... we're doing yeah. being sort of... What were the spies or something? Like that. Yeah, it's a, that's the idea, right? It's yeah. supposed to be like a spy espionage show, right? That's the thing. We all, we all had a very clear idea of who they were, but not really what they were doing. Mm. No. And I'm okay with that, but, you know. It's like, I, 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 I assume they're spies, but then it's like, why do I assume that? What do I know about these people? <laughs> they were in a movie I didn't see. <laughs> yeah, they're dressed fancy. They have posh accents. They have files in their homes mm-hmm. that say top security. Yep. So they're probably spies. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which is just a brown envelope that you can open on the top security file. We were talking about this—the fact that it's a top security envelope that you can that ha- doesn't even have like a like a string to tie it closed. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is really top security—the toppest security we have. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and let, let's be clear: British intelligence in these days was one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you, you guys really had your shit together. So there's no excuse for this. So show those fucking Americans. <laughs> I think they were on our side. This will show those <laughs> fucking weapons. That's better. <laughs> to be honest, I was fine. There was probably a bit of that as well. Who knows? Yeah, and staying no. uh, in his uh, room where he's got his top security thing, where you mentioned that his uh, pad looks a bit like Batman's cave. We're just oh, spotting everything in the background. Was yeah, you had, you had pointed out some, some unusual props, and that was just sort of the logical conclusion that he was saving trophies from, from prior uh, prior adventures. And just literal trophies, too. Oh, yeah, lots of trophies. It was like 18 trophies in one shot. Like I said, look at the guy. He's so pleased with himself. Obviously, his house is going to have nothing but, like, celebrations of how great he is. <laughs> one, of was, one of them was just one he got made himself. It just says, Best Steve. <laughs> Stow this one from a horse. <laughs> I stow this one from a horse. <laughs> a drunk horse. His brother comes over. Best steed. Oh. My brother was called Steve. Nice. <laughs> He's like, oh, come on, Eric. Really? Come on. I, I didn't even, I wasn't even in the running for this, was I? 
<laughs> do you want horses just to be walking around and talking in this as well? I did like oh, the yeah. slutty Barbie he had on his Christmas tree as well. Yep. <laughs> well, I got the distinct impression from his Christmas cards that he is he he gets around a bit. He's mm-hmm. got that that James Bond thing going. Yep. I didn't get that from his character though. No. Like he seems sort of asexual and just sort of. You know. like he seems like the kind of person who would walk up to him and go, hello, would you like to protect the chance, have sex with me? And them going, no. Very good. He seems too pleased with his own company to be yes, bothered with right. that. Like there's, there, there's no one he could be having sex with that, that would compare with him having sex with himself. Or he's so consumed with, with getting Peel in bed. That is also possible. That he doesn't want to ruin it by hooking up with someone else. Someone like Boofum? <laughs> Well, that was your quote, was it not? Yes, it was. Who is Boofums? Is he writing all those cars to himself to keep up the uh, pretense? Well, and then he couldn't, couldn't yeah. be bothered writing on one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a big, like, dun-dun-dun dramatic moment, too. Yeah. <laughs> no one signed this card. <gasps> and then you hear the evil sound. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, that's Job of the Hutt. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same thing. And also, every single card had something written on it. Nobody was... Lazy about that and just saying to Steve nope. from Gav. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single have a great summer. I like your Dickens have a great summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's never summer at Charles Dickens' house. Blast it. <laughs> I like that your example lazy person is named Gav. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just pick a name of a lazy person. Uh, Gav. <laughs> I like the idea that you're writing Christmas cards to John Steve <laughs> in 1965, years before you were born. Yep. <laughs> I wrote one to him, but I didn't sign it. Ooh. Oh. You are a sinister bastard, you monster. <laughs> I'm history's greatest monster. Oh, oh look, Kev sent me a, a Christmas card. How nice of him. <laughs> to Steed from Boop. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't. I don't. Uh, this is around the time you guys talk about your beer, correct? <laughs> I'm only out there. All right, I'm slacking. Uh, it's just alcoholic ginger beer. Um, it's all right. I, I did finish it, obviously, but I mean, it's ginger beer that's alcoholic. That's is. I mean, I suppose it depends on if you like ginger beer or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind it, but I think it's a bit. Yeah. Um, sweet, mm. rich. Yeah, I, ge- I generally don't like ginger beer, ginger drink. You <laughs> said generally don't like ginger people. <laughs> it's a hell of a time for that. <laughs> but you, you know who we're making this, right? Hey, uh, we, we were not under the impression that these two liked each other. Were we? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I feel like we've walked into someone's home who are getting a divorce, and we're just like. It's awkward for us now. Like, oh, mommy and daddy are fighting again. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, I don't want to know which one of you is quietly playing. Don't, the don't tell me. Uh, Gav, what about yours? My no, I, I oh, don't other Gav. Yeah, yeah, so I don't mind. You, yeah, mine is you mentioned your beer, Scottish raspberryish flavor, apparently, mm. uh, with just a hint of ginger. I mean, which is all right because. Mm. So, uh, the ginger is usually really strong and can overpower the drink, but it's just got a subtle hint, this one. Mm. Mm. But I, I wouldn't buy another Not currently, but <laughs> I've been drinking the Blue Moon gingerbread Christmas 
beer for the last oh, couple nice. of week for the last week or so. That stuff is awesome. We tried to get a Christmas beer, but this is about as good as it got. Yeah, <laughs> really? Have you guys exhausted all the Christmas beers well, now, no, or no, are you just not finding them? Just didn't find any in the shelf. No. Fuck's that all about? <laughs> Fucking war and Christmas. Did you have? Did you have the Grinch one last year, or am I dreaming that? I think you're dreaming that. In your that dream, was there a melty Santa? Someone had a Grinch beer, and that's amazing. Maybe it was me. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. I know I, for the last one, I know I got Christmas beers. You got actually, something, yes. Because yeah. I remember we did we did the, the holiday special of which we shall not ever speak again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and I drank something called cocaine just because it felt like it fit. <laughs> yes, you did. I remember that. That I... That I do remember. For so, just in in tribute to Carrie Fisher, I, it's unrelated, you know, because <laughs> they both start with C. That's the only. Sure. Reason. I don't want to imply that she was heavily coked up during that or any other no, time. No, Carrie Fisher will do that for you. Yes, yeah, she absolutely will. <laughs> I love coke. I mean, not now. <laughs> she hates it now. She still snorts it, but she hates it. You're just saying I love coke in the hope that the sponsor will send you some. <laughs> that, uh, for the sponsor, cocaine? That would be lovely. Yeah, Scarface. Yeah. Of course, it were sponsored you by get, cocaine. <laughs> first, you get the podcast. <laughs> then, you get the cocaine. Hey, Matt, I brought your cocaine. Is that strong, bad? <laughs> it kind of is. Dear Matt, I heard you like cocaine. <laughs> uh, so, what else? What else? Like. What else indeed? Let's see here. I, I, now we've done all the things we do on our show. I want to make sure we don't forget the things you do on your show. As in the dream section, yes, I hmm. thought the music sounded a bit weird. It's you got like scary, sinister musical cues of like happy fantasy dreamy music. I could totally see that as being intentional, especially because they were trying to do the like ah Christmas. Ah, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were a couple of cues that actually sounded very similar again to Batman 66, oh, yeah. which didn't exist yet. There was one in particular that reminded me of the Riddler cue. <laughs> yeah, which I hadn't actually chosen a quote, so I'm just going to play that as my quote. <laughs> which I made Matt doing that sound. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, that, that I I do just kind of wonder because this was sort of a campy-ish mm. pop like pop art kind of influenced show. Mm. If Batman didn't maybe borrow a bit, from that wouldn't that. surprise me in the least. Yeah, but yeah, well, they did have this in America on one of the main channels, right? ABC. Well, that doesn't. CBS, that certainly like that. doesn't. Uh, that, that certainly doesn't rule out them stealing from it mm-hmm. or or being influenced by it. I'm not even saying they ripped it off, but you know. It would have been less likely they would have seen it in England at this point anyway, because it's not like we had, you know, like BBC America or anything yeah. to watch things on or, you know, whatever. I don't want to watch any of your fucking American shows. <laughs> Come on. Well, we they had two channels at this point, and I think we had three. Mm-hmm. So, you know, wasn't a lot of options. Lousy jerk Americans and your three channels. Oh, look at me. What? But this feels this feels like, it, like kind of getting back to your M Appeal point, uh, Gav, it, it feels ahead of, like... It feels like English TV in some ways was way ahead of us, mm-hmm. which is, it, it's nice. It's nice to see that it's, because sometimes you see you guys sort of taking a cue from us and then putting a spin on it or whatever, but it's nice to see even as far back as the 60s yeah, that there was some, some really smart, clever things happening, you know, that was uniquely English and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. I like that. I think, yeah, I'm not saying all English TV was like this, but 
I wish. <laughs> no, but the fact that this show was on one of your only two channels well, at this point, and it was popular enough to warrant at least, what, five series, you said? More than that? Possibly six. Hmm. Six seasons in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although there was the new Avengers as well in the 70s where he came back, Steed came back, and there were two other, Joanna Lumley and someone else, where they... Steed's Angels? Wait, Joanna yeah. Lumley from uh, from Absolutely yes. Fabulous? Wow. <laughs> nice. She played someone called Purdy. Hmm. All right, then. <laughs> I, Sorry, I'm trying to work out Purdy in my head. <laughs> it sounds like Pretty. Purdy. You're a real pretty. <laughs> in in, a, in a, a bad English version of an American accent, it sounds like pretty. Suppose. You're a real pretty muffin. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Deliverance Holiday Special. <laughs> hey, don't spoil next year. <laughs> now there's a sinister music. <laughs> <laughs> but funny enough, the whole dead pig theme again. Um, what's with the title of this? Oh, t- too, yeah, many too many Christmas, Christmas trees? What? Where? Yeah, mm. no, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I mean, too many Charles Dickens bus, certainly, but not too many Christmas <laughs> yeah. trees. Too many drinks. Oh, no, no. Too many drinks. I've, I've got to take take uh, issue with that. Not nearly enough Charles Dickens buses. <laughs> <laughs> We're agreed that there are quite a few, but not enough. I was, in, in my head, like, I'm waiting for the last scene of the episode where uh, where Peel gets into a fight with an army of, like, guys just wearing Charles Dickens busts on their heads. Mm-hmm. That would have been delightful. That yep. would have felt very Doctor Who also, I think. We are the Charles Dickensians. <laughs> the urchins. Yes. <laughs> We're here to destroy all the poor, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Look out, they're spraying us with their gruel acid. <laughs> You're going to say gruel acid. I don't ass. want any more. <laughs> uh, are you tired, Gav? Because you could have another drink that would wake you up, apparently. Mm. And yeah, because Steed in the show was tired, and someone said, "I'll get you another drink." <laughs> <laughs> That's what your system needs—a depressant. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he's very coked up, and that'll like bring him down. <laughs> yeah. Is that why they're smug all the time? He's coked up. Mrs. Peel, would you please fetch me a downer? <laughs> would you fetch my syringe and spoon, please? <laughs> They're they're in the jar marked uh, wild thyme. <laughs> That's right. Ne- next to the special keg, <laughs> we'll have a real wild thyme. <laughs> no, I I just uh, every bit of it, like everything yeah. they did, even even in the parts where I said I was a little bored. As long as one or both of them were there, mm-hmm. I was still pretty much engaged. Like, yep, still <laughs> delightful. Yep. This or- was this was a good choice, and we did not deserve something this good. No. based on what we chose for you last year. <laughs> You win Christmas gift exchange. No, absolutely. I was uh, I was uh, absolutely expecting. Oh yeah, this year we're going to be watching the Star Wars holiday special outtakes. <laughs> oh. Wait, they cut things from that? <laughs> there are things they thought weren't good enough. It's like oh, this isn't good enough to be in this. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, are there other things we need to? Well, discuss? see, the thing is, we uh, yeah, we would have made what made me to watch something bad, but we'd have to watch it as well. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you're yeah, you're joining us at least once. A, well, you're joining us once a season for Voyager, so we're already making you oh, watch yeah. bad things. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry for Voyager. 
Uh, uh, you know, the things I have is never leave a dead body. Because she oh, finds yeah. him dead and leaves to get someone and she comes back and... and the body's and gone. Well, gone. he was tied up with spider webs. She didn't think he was going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and she had to take the spider webs off the face to know that he was dead. Who is this man? <laughs> My God. It's that dude from before. <laughs> And and as whichever one of you I don't remember pointed out in your, I have that as your well. synopsis <laughs> that his that the spider is just so mad at him because he's been dead what five minutes? Quickly, yeah. huh? <laughs> dead. Cover him up. Mm-hmm. We haven't really talked about the mirror scene. Yeah, the whole of mirrors. Oh, yeah, that, good old surreal sixties TV. Yeah. Yeah. You guys make a really good point where it's like they're in the middle of their spy investigation or whatever, and then they take the time to, uh, oh, let's play with the Hall of Mirrors. <laughs> I agree, but that showed me Delighted Peel, which was okay, and it it made me realize just all, like, every movie and TV show that does the Hall of Mirrors where people are confused is like, they, they very clearly pointed out how distorted everyone looks. Yep. Are you really thinking the 10-foot tall steed is the one you need to shoot? <laughs> Probably not. But the one mirror that they did shoot, it was a normal reflection oh, on it. Okay. But the mirror didn't shatter; it was just a bullet hole in it. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's special. Glad I, uh, glad I invested in these bulletproof mirrors. <laughs> also, it's not a very mirrors. good hall of glass. It's not a very good hall of mirrors. It's only got six of them. Yeah. It actually, six in them enclosed in a really tight circle, and they're dancing yep. around them and can't see each other. But like the room itself is huge. Well, like it, it looks, implied it being like, huge. It was just black. Well, it, lo- it looks like someone, like where someone would do improv. Right. Like a black box theater. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the hoedown music starts. <laughs> the real basement is all up to your imagination. <laughs> what part of Dickens is this from? This, is, this represents the books he didn't. <laughs> it's uh, N- Nicholas Clive Anderson. <laughs> Anything else? I, uh, that's everything from me. Okay. Uh, well, the bit that we all agreed that we liked. Uh, mm. I, I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't agree to anything. What do you say? You signed the contract. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I knew you'd throw that back in my face. Yeah, where uh, Emma Peel joins in with the singing. Oh, that um, was, yeah. And stuff like that. So, I, like, I like how he starts singing so as not to arouse suspicion. Or... Right, I'm <laughs> drunk. I'm definitely under the influence yeah. of these drugs or whatever and, it is. And then yeah. he just sort of talks in the middle of the yeah. song occasionally. Yeah, and, and they're secretly moving throughout the house while singing. Because this, mm. no, nobody's going to be... Uh, this doesn't arouse yeah. any suspicion. <laughs> well, well, I'm yeah. easily going to sneak up on him doing this. <laughs> And as Matt pointed out, there's someone, like, this is a party. They've invited lots of people to stay here. So yep. there's someone sleeping in the room next to them who's just, like, banging on the wall, like, knock it off. Shut up, fucking Avengers. <laughs> so what exactly are they avenging? Uh, England? Christmas. <laughs> avenging Christmas. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's, that feels about right. Avenging Christmas sounds like the worst Christmas movie to be released in, like, the mid-2000s. Yeah. Well, we're we're probably going to be doing these crossovers for a few more years, so at some point we'll get to something called Avenging Christmas, quite possibly. <laughs> or Christmas with the Dots. Yeah, made by that uh, company that do all the uh, public domain things featuring... Oh, the knockoffs yeah, of popular movies. Yeah. But yeah. 
uh, Asylum. A, Asylum. There's yeah, also Good time. Times. There's also yeah. Good Times video that yeah. does all the knockoffs of Disney, like uh, King of the Jungle uh-huh. and Aladdin and His Lamp mm-hmm. and so forth. There's one. There's uh, one. I think Asylum did called Avengers Grim or something like that. And I'm not sure why it says Avengers because it doesn't seem to. Well, I'm probably just using the, the main word, but it seems to get like like Avengers and the Brothers Grimm in one somehow. Oh. That mm. sounds terrible. It sure does. All right. I also want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do as well. Uh, well, that's all I had as well. Yes. Matt, any... No, I think that's everything. Very good. Uh, you, you, you fellows haven't done your quotes yet. Go. Uh... Are we doing one each? Yeah, just two years. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, it's just that I had something down and Irish wanted to put something in as well. Yeah. Well, you do yours. Well, yeah, mine is just uh, Teasel's uh, summary of uh, this storyline. <laughs> and it goes. And it goes. Just look. Nothing you've said to me so far is feasible. <laughs> Ah, see, I, I, I fake laughed at the wrong part. I forgot the edit point is after thus. Yeah. Well, we have to keep, if we don't use it, we're not going to get the trademark. Of course. <laughs> I did steal it from you that one time. That You were very upset about that. <laughs> we did our first live show, and I showed Gav the video, and I said, and, the, and it goes thusly. And he DMs me, thusly? With like a bunch of question marks Dare and exclamation you. marks. Like, what? what? I refuse. That's ours. I refuse to believe I get upset about anything. <laughs> You're you're just you're you're a very angry man. You're very volatile. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I'm always that's saying about one you. One word if I I had to use to describe him, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My quote was the one right. where well, but, but but we sort of talked about it, so it was just that bit where with the music where they're singing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, which we've already talked about anyway, so it's fine. Yes. Off you go. Very well. Two, two, the lily white boys, clothed all in green ho ho. One is one, and all alone, and evermore shall be so. You, you didn't say it though. Uh, you didn't say thus. Oh, thusly. Then let it went. Then let. <laughs> what a great. Line. Ah, that that was a delightful. If that's what they took out, imagine <laughs> what they leave in. Thusly. Oh, this was fun. This is always fun. Yes, it is. And and as such, we we mentioned this earlier. We've decided to do a couple like a couple a year. Like mm-hmm. we're going to meet up uh, in six months and do another in one. In the yes. summer, yeah. Charles yeah. Dickens wept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to pick next time. And I pro- I already have something in mind. And I promise it's nothing like the Star Wars Holiday Special. I promise. That episode of Get Smart. <laughs> oh, we're doing summer specials. That would be. Yeah. Charles Dickens is surfing. Summer <laughs> Charles Dickens at the beach surfing. <laughs> I'm just picturing Joker's that. there too. Yeah, I'm picturing the Batman sixty six <laughs> surfing only with the Dickens with his giant beard and and got... full on Victorian costume. There's a there's, there's a cartoon picture of his own head on the board. Yeah, so you know whose it is. Right. No, there's a bust. <laughs> there's a plaster bust on the on the surfboard. No, I I think I like this theme of sort of picking stuff that's in the same. Like, not exactly the same genre, because, English guy, you pointed out, this isn't exactly a sci-fi show, but it still feels sort of in the same neighborhood as Star Trek and it, Doctor it's Who. It's culty. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we're really straying from the mission statement of either of our shows yeah. doing stuff like this. And I think as long as we stay in this sort of uh, area, I think we'll always have some fun mm. stuff to cover, so. Yeah, because we both did, yeah, we both done things in the 60s anyway, so it's sort of... 
Yeah, yeah in, both uh, of our things launched in in this era and and have a cult following and have that sort of they're telling fun stories with fun characters, but it's also a little serious sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it, it, they, you know, like I'll tell you, as someone who's been working on a show that's very late nineties, yeah, it's nice. Oh, it's refreshing to go back to the sixties. It absolutely it's is. It's really nice to get back to that. Yeah, because yeah. I was I was missing like sixties black and white TV. Because yeah. recently we just <laughs> saw um, one story, an invasion of the dinosaurs, Doctor Who, where one mm-hmm. ep- the first episode they didn't have the color print anymore, so it was in black and white, and I really enjoyed it so much better. But then when oh, then, it, then it went color again, I was like, oh, fuck's sake! Just color correct all your episodes from now on. Yeah, just do that Ted Turner colorizing thing. Yeah. Or decolor. No, I remember. Or- I remember early on in Drunken Time Travel, you guys were like, "Oh, when are we going to get out of the black and white ones? I can't wait for color." And and now it's now it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The thing you have to take away is I'm never happy. <laughs> well, uh, we are nerds. Not yeah. always angry. <laughs> <laughs> so from now on, I'm going to call you Angry Gav and um, not Angry Gav. <laughs> angry Gav and English Gav. <laughs> Uh, so shall we sign off or shall you? I don't. I don't want to. Uh, What's the protocol here? Discussion concluded. I've got a little present for you. <laughs> <laughs>